I am Bill Schaefer with Mark Middleton, and this is Growing Bolder. Our next guest did exactly that because she is one of the 55 million Americans who suffer from an autoimmune disease. She was in a health crisis with hereditary Crohn's disease, a cancer diagnosis, and debilitating pain, Mark, every single day that made it even difficult for her to eat. Yeah, she was very weak, an unhealthy 96 pounds, suffering, as Bill said, from multiple medical conditions, and she feared the treatments might actually kill her before they could cure her. So here's the neat part of the story. She turned to her kitchen, and she turned it into a laboratory, and then transformed herself into one of the world's top autoimmune cooking experts and the author of My Kitchen Cure, How I Cooked My Way Out of Chronic Autoimmune Disease and Prevented Cancer with Whole Foods and Healing Recipes. Welcome, me, Tracy McCormick. Hi, me. How are you? I'm super-duper good. How are you guys? Man, that's great to hear you're super-duper good because, as we just <laughs> learned, you've not always been that way. And you know what, me? We love your story on so many levels, and not just because you're helping so many others, but because you somehow had the ability, the drive, the passion to solve your own problem by reinventing yourself. How desperate were you at your lowest point? Um, pretty desperate. You know, I was once I unwrapped all the fear... I I've sort of found my my feet in my decision to live. I mean it was really just, you know, we can live if we're if we're alive and we're suffering, then we're not really living. And I had watched my mother suffer Crohn's disease in the 80s and I mean slowly bleed to death in her case. My my uh my symptoms were different. But as I looked into the face of my five-year-old daughter, I saw my own five-year-old self, mm. and I saw the helplessness, and I thought, well, I'm passing that on, and I, that's not what I want to pass on. I mean, I had done everything in my life to reinvent my life and to create a life different from my mother's, from you know, not getting married at 18, and a lot of different choices, obvious choices, but when the illness came up and caught me, that was, I just didn't want to be her, and she didn't want, she died at 39. And I know she wouldn't have wanted me to be her either. And so I saw myself and my daughter, and I just, you know, grabbed a rope and decided to go forward in a different direction. And it's pretty special to me. I think that's what I'm most proud of is that I've shown my capability to my children. And hopefully one day that will pay off and they'll know that they can change their lives. In in all different types of ways. I'm sure it didn't happen as quick as a snap of the fingers. I mean, I'm imagining that you went off on some huge journey to try to find answers, not immediately looking to your own kitchen for the answer, but probably going to a string of doctors first. Oh, I was at every hospital. Um, I was with many doctors. And, you know, with autoimmune disease, it's incredibly complicated, and they're not really certain how to treat it because everyone's immune system reacts differently. The symptoms are different. And so it's really complicated. But um, I just had watched my mother take all kinds of drugs and meds and go through things, and she she didn't get well. And I thought if the only thing touching the lining of my intestines is food, then that's either going to hurt it or help it. And it was a slow process. I mean, it's not overnight that you get sick. There's been tons of studies that show that autoimmune disease, you have the antibodies in your body for seven years before you have the symptom. Hmm. 
So you don't get sick overnight, and we don't get well overnight. But that journey to wellness is a journey, you know, and it was a fantastic journey because it was a journey to know myself, to learn my capability, and it turned into an adventure that I'm proud of and I'm honored that I was able to make it. So you go to doctors who have the degree, the authority, uh, you know, all of that, and they're they're all prescribing, diagnosing, uh, telling you that you need some sort of pharmacological intervention. But you say, you know, no, it's I'm not going to do that. I'm going to try to figure out how to fix it myself. So uh, we mentioned that you turned your kitchen into a laboratory, and that that's really what you did, isn't it? Yeah, I did. And I was a terrible cook, the worst cook you've ever seen, ever met, shot via the pictures on the box. And, you know, in defense of doctors, I think they're the most special people on the planet and nurses. And I come from a line of nurses. And what we've done is we've, we've given them all this power, and we've also put all this pressure on them to fix us, but we're not participating with them. So, you know, my thing was if you're going to take medicine, what are you going to eat with that medicine to support it? Like how are we going to support ourselves? And we sort of told ourselves these stories that unless we're not doctors, chefs, or nutritionists or scientists, we can't do anything for ourselves. And that's a really tragic message because it's so disempowering to our culture and to our children. And I did. I got in my kitchen. I just, listen, if for thousands of years people were ever able to cook themselves into wellness, why can't we, as intelligent we are as we are, and access to information is at our fingertips with Google and books. And so I just looked at food. I would research the value of everything I was eating. I tried to find uh, side effects, benefits, wise tales, and then I would get in the kitchen and uh, create all kinds of slop at first that turned into eventually beautiful meals. And um, I just changed my complete relationship and mental point of view around food. And now I eat and I cook with a purpose and an intention. And that's what people did for thousands of years, hundreds of years in this country. And we stopped doing that. Now we eat purely for taste, calories, and fat. And those are the three things that come into our mind when we go to cook dinner. How many calories, how much fat, and what does it taste like? And uh, shifting that into what's in it, what it does, how it works, and of course it's going to taste good because it's natural um, is a different point of view. I know that that you had gotten to the point where you were quite desperate. Can people yeah. do make that change without being desperate? I mean, we like fat, we like calories, and we like taste. Yeah, I think, well, you know, I mean, I use a lot of fat. That's the thing. When people eat my food now, they go, oh, it's really good. Well, I have a Latin background, nationality. I live in the South, Nashville, so it's got to taste good. Um, And I I just learned to use things. You know what's happening is it used to be, you know, like look at health insurance. It used to be we would get insurance in case we got sick. What if we get sick? But now it's called health care for when we get sick. So this type of thinking is now part of our culture you know, what is it, two out of three men will have cancer or some insane will have some type of cancer in their lifetimes and women as well. It's really what's going on with with our health is obvious. You know, when I was a little girl, the only person in my school that I knew that was sick was my mother. And now in my kids' school, it's a very small school, I think it's every two people have some sort of situation. And so we're aware that we are getting sicker 
And with that, hopefully, will become the ability to be preventative with our food. And I really do see a movement with it. I run community kitchens in Nashville, and I cook with upwards of 150 to 200 people in the street. And when I run these community kitchens, I have to turn people away. And these aren't the health foodie people. Those aren't the people that are coming out. It's rural people. It's ethnic people. It's minority. It's all of us because we're all in this. And so it's not that it... I think the health food movement was a West Coast, East Coast thing, but I live in the heartland, and the people that are coming out are average American people that are sick or don't want to get sick. So, you know, if there's someone in your house who's not well and you're raising children, and your children are growing up with sick parents and seeing the world that they're in, so I think the future generation will be the preventative generation, but hopefully we can inspire that and encourage that. Well, me, Tracy McCormick, is certainly doing her part. Uh, She suffers from autoimmune disease, but folks, uh, there's no shortage of sickness in this country. We have a health crisis, obesity, diabetes, hypertension, heart disease, cancer, you name it, we got it. She says the cure is in your kitchen, and you can learn more by reading her great new book. It's called My Kitchen Cure, How I Cooked My Way Out of Chronic Autoimmune Disease and Prevented Cancer with Whole Foods and Healing Recipes. Uh, you can find out more at her website, me, that's M-E-E, Tracy.com.